This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values. With your hosts, the Cretellis. I'm Marco. And I'm Tony. I'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart. For all my lovers in the present... And in the dark, every anniversary, I'll pay respects and say I'm sorry, for they never stood a chance as if they could, when no one knows what it's like to be us. I've never seen the sky this color before. (laughs) It's like I'm noticing everything a little bit more. Now that all the dust has settled, I rebut all my rebuttals. No one knows what it's like to be. Strangers by nature. You were supposed to sing back up with me. (laughs) Oh, was I? I didn't get the memo. (laughs) Will I ever get there? Oh, I hope that someday I'll learn to nurture what I've done. I don't know that part of the song. <laughs> Clearly. Like weird, but that's about it. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, it's very creepy. Play it to death. No, I don't. You played that album to death. It was a good album. I enjoyed the album. <laughs> Into the ground. No. No. It was a good album. Mm-hmm. Um, But I enjoyed it. That particular song, I think, is such a very strong intro, personally. Mm. So, um, there it is. We're back. Sad days. (sighs) Yeah, we're back. We're back. We came back from our Grecian getaway, and now we are back into our New York state of mind. Being basic, bitches. Being basic. I'm sorry, I'm opening up another Twizzler. (laughs) Jeez, you couldn't do that off air. I mean, this is for people who are listening to this for free. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. This is what you get. Spit in the faces of all of our (laughs) listeners. No, our neighbor, who was absolutely lovely, decided to bring over an entire jar of individually Mm -hmm. packed Twizzlers for me. Um, I think he's doing God's work. <laughs> it is delicious. Uh-huh. I don't typically like Twizzlers. We talked about this on the sound check. Um, I don't typically, I do not typically like Twizzlers, but these are like, I don't know. They're, I don't know. They're chewy and they're just delicious. I love I'm them. I'm not talking about Twizzlers again with you. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to have this conversation. I am 40 years old. I am not talking about this. <laughs> Why not? I think most 40-year-olds are talking about <laughs> Twizzlers, right? I, no. <laughs> Not their we demographic. We all talk about the shit that we Not eat, their demographic. <laughs> things that we're putting in our body. Um, so, yes. How are you? Are you tanned and tired? Tanned and tired. And happy to be home, but sad to be gone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, it was very difficult for me to 
to make my way back on that plane. <laughs> we all, you and I are always trying to find ways that we could stay in the countries that. <laughs> That I'm telling you, with, with remote work being what it is, we should be able to figure out a way. The problem is the time difference. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that would be very challenging. I don't care. Us. Just take me somewhere tropical. Drop me off with good Wi-Fi. I'll just stay there and work. I mean, but all of Greece is not tropical. You just have access I wouldn't go, to all it of It wouldn't be Greece. I would go to, like, you know, some island around here. Mm. South of the Americas. Fire <laughs> Island? No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> nope. Don't like the winter. Thanks so much. Bye. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about that. <laughs> That's fun. But did you have a good time? Was of it course. everything you wanted it to of be? Of course. And more? Nah. <laughs> not more, but everything. <laughs> Shout out to our family and friends that joined us. Yes. We love you all and hope you had a good time as well. Great times were had by all. We have so much mm. laughter. So much walking. <laughs> so many so, so many gay bars. <laughs> so many gay bars. Yes. Yeah, we had a good time. Steve getting Papa Doppled. <laughs> All right. Full disclosure, we're recording this ahead of time. We don't quite know if Steve was able to properly get, Steve's Papa, get Papa Doppled. Doppled. I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's not going to be quite a Papa Doppling, but I have a feeling he will be like making out hopefully yeah it's, that's it's what Steve. i wish of course on. he's gonna make out i need for it to happen <laughs> it depends too though because i don't know if like i think he'll do it in front of us but i don't think he'll do it in front of his friend that is there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so i think if it was like just us like if there's good if there was or is an opportunity for us to like split off and let the straights go do the straight thing and then we gays go do the gay thing i think that we'll be fine i mean isn't there always an opportunity for that <laughs> it's kind of steve's whole thing but yeah oh, so don't be talking about steve's hole <laughs> i'm a little disturbed right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> but, uh, um yeah anyways that being said so yeah if he has the opportunity to do that i think he'll do it but not in front of his friend i don't think he wants his friend to see that side of him <laughs> who knows who knows? I've been friends a long time. Maybe it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Who I'm knows? not going to ask. <laughs> yeah. None of my business. Yeah. It feels <laughs> it feels like ter- territory that we should not <laughs> ter- be. Ter- territory <laughs> that we should not be invading. That is. Um, <laughs> you don't want to invade Steve's hole. <laughs> I did not say that. I mean. I, uh, <laughs> There's no way to back out of it now. <laughs> I never made that statement. And How with that, that, hashtag QRG. No, anyways, that's <laughs> fun. No, we had a really good time. Um, I'm so glad to finally be able to say that we went somewhere else other than Punta Cana. Yes. That was very exciting for us. We love Punta Cana. Shout out to Punta Cana. That is our getaway. We love that it place. Is. We love it so much. It holds us super... F- very incredibly ridiculously special place in our heart um, show do we always want to go there i told you i want to like i think we should start going there like for a weekend like just a long weekend be like oh we have a friday monday situation like let's just go there for like the next few days and just like vacation and, and like have fun i think that that would be cute it would be um because i don't know that i need to go there for a week anymore mm. yeah i think i just need to get some sunshine and some fun and just like do it you know that oh you just want to do it (laughs) 
I'll be much more likely to take you. <laughs> I have no doubts. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm glad we got to vacation and check out something else and like see a new part of the world. That was fun. Um, and we're officially tired and jet lag, I'm sure, because, you know. Greece. That's what happens when you travel, like, you know, six plus hours away, right? You're like in a complete. Nine to 11 up in this case. Well, that was the flight. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the time difference. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what happens mm-hmm. is that you just kind of, you get tired, right? And, tired. Yeah. And then we, the way we flew, which was very smart, is that we left the evening before. So that way, when we arrived in Greece, we, were there like the more that next morning so we got to like sleep through and kind of get ourselves adjusted to that time frame like that time period mm. time zone mm. Whew, i knew it was a time something uh <laughs> maybe time for you to move on no um and so anyways i'm glad that we did that though um and so yeah but yeah now we now we're back and trying to recover we missed the aminals we always miss the them. kids yeah they're so cute. Mm-hmm. That dog, that dirty dog. Um, he's I'm so right cute. here. <laughs> Valid. Uh, um, no, it's, uh, yeah, so we're back and we're just trying to get ourselves back in order. So we pre-recorded this. So then that way we didn't have to worry about recording as soon as we got back because we knew we were going to be tired mm-hmm. and we knew we weren't going to have any energy. Mm-mm. So. You're welcome. We thought about you guys. <laughs> We're doing this for you. Yes, it's you and only You're you welcome. that we make this happen. <laughs> so, ha, 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 ha. Um, I don't know why I was laughing at that situation. I think you did. Just hashtag QRG. Let's go. <laughs> you don't keep track of the time. I do. Um, uh, I'm the only one talking. You don't talk. <laughs> You're not doing anything. So, um, I have to keep this up. Anyways, that being said... Let's hop on our hashtag queer relationship goals for the week, shall we? What a good idea. Oh, yes, because it's officially time, not the six minutes ago when we just started it, when you said it. So anyways, um, Tony and I have picked a wonderful queer couple to highlight and praise as a positive representation of a relationship within the queer community. If you are interested in becoming (laughs) our... I don't have my glasses on again, and so I can't see this. And it They're right like, here. I know, but they were hurting my face, <laughs> so I took them off. If you are interested in becoming our hashtag queer relationship goals on a future show, or if there is a queer relationship that inspires you, please tag us on your photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at pod relationship. Together, let's further the movement that shines queer relationships in a positive light. Shall we? Yes, let's. Okay. So this week we are highlighting, let me just say, before we even start this, I love black people so much. <laughs> we are just, I, back, I just love this. So anyways, that being said, we are um, highlighting a black couple uh, based in Miami that stole my heart um, that I think is like super adorable. Um, and that is the relationship of Carrie and Pierre. And you can check them out on interest, interest on uh-huh. Instagram. Mm-hmm. They that's, are, that's Pinterest without the P. It's Instagram <laughs> slash Pinterest, which is, <laughs> I'm over it. Um, Interestgram. <laughs> 
They are at <laughs> Carrie and Pierre on Instagram. That is K E R R Y and A N D Pierre P I E R R E. First of all, I love the name Pierre. I think that that is such a fun name. Yeah, it's cute. Um, but more than that, I love Black Love. I love these guys. They're so cute together. Um, they do have individual Instagram pages. So when you go check them out, you can go follow their individual pages. They're fun. Pierre is a personal trainer and you can follow him. And then um, uh, Carrie is a fitness trainer as well as a real estate agent. Um, again, they both are based in Miami. Um, so you know that they are fun and lively. But what I like about them is the love that they have for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that there is a lot of them making out on the page, which is <laughs> makes you uncomfortable, makes me a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it's not something that I'm like super duper totally into how me personally, I do, I, I'm uncomfortable watching people kiss one another. I don't know why and they do big full lip smooches. Yes, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, again, I'm here for it. Um, you just don't have to be witness to I it. I just don't want to watch it. Uh, no, but I love it. But what I love even more is that they are friends with past um, hashtag QRGs. Did you know that? No. You remember the Meet the Maslins? Yes. You remember our really good friends that we absolutely love, uh, Brian and uh, Alec, mm-hmm. that we highlighted them? Yeah, they're friends with them. That's funny. Yeah, which is Small so... world. Yeah, which I love. So they are... Super cute together. Mm. Um, anyways, but we're talking about Carrie and Pierre right now. But they are cute. And like I said, I just love them. They are just, they're wild. They're having a good time. In they Miami. are wild. <laughs> they're having a really good time. The thing, the other thing that I love about them is that they love them some labels. So like even the, like the swim shorts that they wear are Versace. They got Gucci socks. They got <laughs> Gucci hats. They got every. They're just cute. I like them. I yes. don't know. I'm fans. Yeah. This is very much, this is very much your type of couple. I love them. Um, I, and you know me, I love them because they're goofy. So all the silly stuff they do together yeah. uh, i'm a huge fan of and they're just very warm with each other um they work out together they go all over the world together um and they don't take themselves too seriously i love all the halloween pics <laughs> love 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 um and yeah they're just they're super cute they're stunning they're actually yeah. stunning human they're beings. beautiful mm-hmm. um and i love that i again that's i'm same i love everything about them the the only other thing that i've noticed is like highlighting these couples that we've highlighted lately i'm like we're we're not skinny like all of them are like fit and like have great bodies and i'm like i don't look like that with my shirt (laughs) so some uh, a bitch gotta get a a workout but i also love this hat i don't know if you saw this hat of course the raiden hat as i like Mm -hmm. to call it oh i want one um because I think it's cute. But I love them. Again, I just think they're super inspirational and just fun and cute. And again, this is like black love, black positivity. Like, I just like that this is like, hey, like, no, we're just we're just a cute couple together, like living our lives and having a good time with one another. <laughs> like, I just love this. Yeah. I absolutely love this. And I'm lo- in love with them. And I think everyone else will be in love with them, too, if you check them out on Instagram as well. So make sure you head over and check out at Carrie and Pierre, K-E-R-R-Y-A-N-D-P-I-E-R-R-E on Instagram. They're incredible. 
Make sure you check out their, they have a YouTube page, but they also have their individual pages as well. So go check those out. Follow them, double tap all of their cute, adorable pictures. Make sure you let them know that the Cretelli sent you um, and be enamored like we are. Um, Tony and I are going to take a short break, but when we come back, we are going to try to solve the world's problems, Cretelli style. Let's talk Parasso, shall we? Sure. What would you like to talk about? Maybe how their range of shave and beard products are the absolute best in the market, or how if you're not using Parasso, you're doing your face a huge disservice. All valid points. I thought you wanted to talk about how Parasso is an authentic Italian shave and beard brand with almost 75 years of experience, so you know it's the real deal. But, you know, what you said too. I mean, it could be all those things, right? Absolutely. Mm. I have been using the exfoliating beard paste lately, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan. I love it. Yeah, um, especially like in the winter, my skin can get a little dry and a little flaky. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Um, and the exfoliating part of the beard paste really helps to just scrub off the dead skin and keep it fresh and keep it smelling clean and just, you know, make the skin just healthier. It helps yeah. the beard too. I love it. That mint and rosemary scent mm-hmm. is like even the best. It like awakens your skin. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I So lately I've been using the aftershave balm in the coarse beard formula uh, for the longest time it didn't exist they only have the aftershave lotion which is like a, a traditional splash for your face mm-hmm. but this aftershave balm is amazing because not only is it going to give you all of the aftershave that you need after that like you know shaving routine but it's also going to hydrate and moisturize your skin and then it's scented with sandalwood and shea butter and it just smells like a, a, a fragranced moisturizer you're it's like to die for it's like the most incredible thing ever well there you go so if you want to experience an Italian shave right from your own bathroom or your beard needs some extra attention, head to parasso-usa.com right now and snag some Parasso shave and beard items made for your particular skin or beard needs. That's parasso-usa.com and at checkout use code RELATIONSHIP15 for 15% off your purchase today. Get 15% off your Parasso purchase today at parasso-usa.com when you use code RELATIONSHIP15 at checkout. Treat yourself to the best there is in men's shave and beard care. And remember, a Parasso shave is better than sex. It's scientifically proven. (laughs) Bye. All right, so here's what we're going to do. No, that's not what we're going to do. See, that was me being critical. (laughs) That was you being an asshole. See, that was me being critical. So there you go. (laughs) See, we're going to try to make this topic as light as we possibly can. No arguing. Okay. Crossing fingers, toes, and eyes. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be possible. I can I got, cross all those things. I got a lot to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very interesting. So today we're talking about criticism. Yes. And it's going to be a very fascinating topic. Is it? I feel um, like it's going to be boring. You think so? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that there's just going to be a lot that needs to be said. Well, then say it. Oh, I always do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I don't hide anything. <laughs> no criticism there. <laughs> so I'm going to open this discussion by asking you a stupid question. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the judgment already. No, there's no judgment. It's a stupid question. You're going to ask me if I feel like I receive criticism well. And you're laughing because... <laughs> Go ahead. 
So that is an example of you being critical because that is not the question I was going to ask you. See, wow, I love this insight because that's not what I was going to ask you. Just so you know what I was going to ask you because I think I know the question but or the answer. But do you think that our relationship lacks criticism? No. <laughs> See, it was a stupid question, but it was meant to make you laugh. But don't you feel dumb? No. You should. Um, Because that's not what I was going to ask. I wasn't going to ask you if... No, I I know you don't take criticism very well, but that's not what I was going to ask you at all. Um, We do not lack criticism in this relationship. No. What do you think that is? Uh, two very strong type A personalities picking at each other. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I think it is a little bit of what you said, but I also think it's, and we've talked about this seven bajillion times on this uh, podcast, but I I also think it is a lot of like uh, either one or both of us trying to regain power during the course of something um it's like weird because i like tell you all like there are moments where i feel like you don't respect my input on things and so i feel like i have to over assert my input on things because you don't hear me or listen to me or respect what i say and that's that so then that's when i end up becoming critical about something because i'm like but you gonna listen to me and that becomes the, like that becomes a problem for me, um, and so yeah, so I, I can see that as an issue, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's part of it, right? I also think that you and I are just. I, I think it's not that I think that we're the people that think that we're more right than the other person. I just think that we're the people that are like, hi, like I have insight on this as well like listen to me and that becomes a problem sometimes i just i don't like i'm sure you feel like i didn't ask you about your opinion on the situation whereas it's the same for me where sometimes i'm like i sweetie i didn't i i didn't ask you how you felt about this like leave me alone do you think that that's true say it again (laughs) it again Say what you were saying again? I feel like sometimes what our issue is, is that either one does not value each other's opinion where we're like, I did not ask you to in to give input on X. Do you see what I'm I didn't ask you that. So while I appreciate you giving input on X, like you can save it for someone who actually wants to hear it. I would hope that's not what's going on. It does happen. Sometimes I think it happens often. I would hope not. I would hope that we would both value each other's opinions, whether we requested them or not. I also would hope that the door was always open to share one another's opinions. I think it all, obviously, I think it is. We wouldn't be together as long as we have been if that wasn't the case. But I think that sometimes I remember a distinct argument that you and I were having about a coworker. And I was like, just talking to you about something and your immediate response was to tell me what we were doing wrong by keeping this employee around 
And I was like, no, like, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Like, I'm here to just talk about like this instance in which I had to roll my eyes at them. And then your response was like, yeah, but how many times are you rolling your eyes about them? And I was like, but this is coming from a person who does not have the ability to get rid of people in their own job. And you have people that are lazy in your job and you don't get to do anything about that either. So like your criticism of what we're doing within our office is kind of unwarranted. And it was like this huge argument about like, I didn't ask for your opinion. I was just telling you a story. And sometimes I think that that is where we live within the relationship is it's like, sometimes I just need to vent to you and just need you to be present and hear me and just let me get this out of my body. And sometimes the reaction on both sides is to try to offer assistance or insight. And sometimes that's not what the other person needs. Well, we definitely talked about that before. I forget when, probably a few times where it's helpful to know what the purpose of the conversation is, because sometimes it's being supportive and being heard. And sometimes it's coming to solutions. And so going into a conversation, it can be helpful to know what that is for the person to actually declare, you know, I just need to vent right now, or I really need your help with Sometimes that can be helpful. And conversely, the other person can say, is this a conversation where you just need me to hear you vent or you're looking for my input? Yeah, that can be really helpful. So what do you, absolutely, 100%, I agree with you. What what do you think my most common critique or criticism of you is? Oh, God, you have so many. Ah, okay. (laughs) God, where to start? The way I dress, the stuff I put in my hair. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the general manner in which I conduct my life. <laughs> you have a lot of criticisms for me. Mm-hmm. You have quite a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I can't like literally the general operation of my day-to-day life is the thing you criticize the most. Sure. Okay. That's a real experience. <laughs> Do you feel differently? I don't know. I, I it's your ex- I asked you the question. So I don't know. Yes, I do. I I find that um I mean I'm not going to get into it cuz it's not like super necessary to do that, but I find that you are I I I find that there are things that I have to like cajole or, you know, try to edit as it relates to you. And so I'm 100% sure that that could be seen as criticism. Yeah. It's an interesting word choice. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that what criticism is? Is the need to feel that you have to do something? Because if you didn't choice. Because even if you felt like you didn't have to do it, you still managed to do it anyways. I think it's a choice. I think it's a choice to choose to focus on something and to criticize it or to just let it go. I think that's a choice we all make regularly. Mm. Yeah. You can have a different, like it goes back to even like the most fundamental part of why people critique each other, which is you can have fundamental disagreements in your value system and not share that. So let me, cause you didn't ask me the question, but when you criticize me, do you feel like you are choosing to, or that you have to? Oh no, I choose to. 
Okay. And it's not always the best choice. <laughs> it's okay. not always the kindest choice. It's mm -hmm. not always the smartest choice. Mm -hmm. No, criticism, criticism is like people like to say constructive criticism, but criticism actually is not a positive thing. There is a way to achieve that goal in a positive way, but criticism is not, in my opinion, the way to do that. I don't, I don't find that criticism is wrong. I, 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 I know. I, yeah, I don't find that criticism is wrong. It's that we don't walk around the world doing things. Uh, look, because this is like a larger conversation, right? Because then it's like incorrect versus correct, right? But we don't always walk around the world having full knowledge of everything about everything, right? Certainly. And, so, and other people might have more insight than you. And if they, if they extend or offer their insight in a way that is supposed to help you, that is not necessarily wrong. Is it criticism? Absolutely. Is it constructive? 100%. It's all dependent on the person receiving it and whether or not they see it as such. I do not think that you receive any criticism well. You do not receive any insight and or input at all. Well, not one bit. You think from any source or you think just from you? I thought it used to be, I thought it was professionally, like, because I know for a fact that you do not receive professional criticism well. You think? At all. I, you do not do it well at all. Hmm. Um, and, and I've witnessed it and I've seen it and I've heard you like go about with it. And I used to think it was just specific to professional and then I came to realize that it was also within our relationship as well. And I was like, oh, God, he, you don't like being told, you don't like being told what to do. You don't like being told that you did something wrong. You don't like being course corrected in any way, shape, and or form. So you do not receive any kind of criticism well. So it's not surprising to me that you would believe that even the most constructive of criticism is not constructive at all and that there's no such thing as it doesn't that that does not surprise me because you don't like criticism. You don't like being critiqued. I don't mind it when it is when it is meant to be a helpful thing in a way that respects a person. The problem I have with most criticism is it is very much so you are wrong or you did something wrong as opposed to um, it doesn't demonstrate like goodwill. It doesn't, it's not encouraging. Right. And, and again, there are ways to address those issues using more helpful tools, but what criticism typically does 99% of the time is it breaks down a bond. It doesn't foster growth. Um, and so, and so I do have issues with that. Like for me, I try to be very cognizant of like when I need to course correct, to use your term, I'll say, I think it's really great that you're doing this, 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 just something to keep in mind is this other thing. And here's the reason why here's a perspective on it. You know, here's why it's important. Not, I need you to not do this. It's, I need you to do this thing. It's telling people what they should do, not what they should not do. And I think even just that minor tweak, um, makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And and I respectfully disagree um, because I do feel like pointing out because at the end of the day, everyone is not going to do everything right all the time. There, It is 
and 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 I think that that is what the biggest issue that I have with everything is that you're going to do things incorrectly. Fact. That is a fact. Sometimes you are going to do things not right. And that is completely okay. We are human beings and we are supposed to be able to learn from those experiences. Sometimes pointing out how it was incorrect and offering the opportunity to show them how to do it correctly is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You did X, Y, and Z. Just so you know, in the future, it is okay to do it this way. And that is going to cause less of a problem. And that is fine. And the problem is that all too often people, uh, and again, as we're speaking specifically about you, you don't like being told that you didn't do something right. And that's what makes it super hard is there's this um, sensitivity to being told that you did not do something right. And, And part of the problem is that people cannot live their lives tiptoeing around other people's sensitivities. That is that is what the real problem is, is that sometimes it is okay for you as a person to just understand that it's a human being. And sometimes it's not you doing something incorrect. Like if at work you do something incorrectly and get fired, that would be one thing. But if you got something done incorrectly and somebody offered you some constructive criticism, whether it was the way that you wanted to have it pillowly brought to you, or even if it was a little bit more abrasive to you, you didn't get fired. So it has nothing to do with the fact that you did something incorrectly. It's just that they're trying to like tell you the correct way to do it moving forward. So sometimes like I understand that delivery is like a huge thing for a lot of people, but like I don't live in that. I don't live in that world. I'm just like tell me what was wrong and let's move on, right? Like so that I, I so that we can like move beyond that. But I was like even thinking about it and like <laughs> Because as we were talking about this topic, I, I was thinking about criticism and and examples of this going on, like within our relationship. And I was thinking about the fact that, like, I've shared with you a couple times. Now, I, as everyone knows, am the fashion insider within our relationship. I know things as it relates to clothing, right? I understand trends, styles, uh, styling, all of this other stuff like that within the relationship. You don't know and or like pay attention to those things, which is completely fine. Never once have I asked you or expected that of you. So when you're wearing a couple of the clothes, like especially these springtime clothes that you're getting that are not long enough for you, but are supposed to be like cropped and rolled up on you, like there is a certain way that you're supposed to do it so that it doesn't look incorrect or lazy or like you didn't try to put forth effort. And I've shared that with you a few times. I've shared with you how it has to be rolled up a couple of times. So then that way it doesn't look incorrect. And the other day you were literally getting ready to walk out of the house and I had shared with you, I was like, make sure you, you know, roll your, those pants up. Cause that's how they're supposed to be worn. And you literally rolled it up once. And I was like, babe, you have to roll it. I don't remember how I said it exactly, but I was like, babe, you have to, you didn't roll it up 
correctly, you have to roll it up a second time. And your response to me was, no, 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 it's fine. And I was like, and, and I got to the point, like, I've gotten to the point where I've been so frustrated with having to over explain myself to you. Because again, as someone who does know versus someone who does not know, you can't tell me that it is fine when I actually know that it isn't. And and I told you that I said, no, it is not fine. This is how it is supposed to be worn. If you're going to, and I didn't get into all of that, but if you're going to wear it and you're going to wear it like that, and you're going to do these things, you're going to buy these clothes and you're going to like have this style, like do it correctly. Just do it correctly. This is how it's supposed to look. Um, And is that a criticism? Absolutely. I would 100% agree with you on that. But I have constructively criticized the situation. I don't think of that as a criticism. I, I think that is a style choice. I don't think it's a criticism. You think it should look a certain way. We know I don't care. <laughs> That's not a criticism. But if you don't care, then why have such pushback on doing it the way that it is supposed to be done then? you I don't know why you think my lack of... What is it? It's not that I don't care. It's that it's... It's not important to me the way that it's important to you. And you, for some reason, like you take that as me being against you. But it's that's not what it is. I, as we know, I just don't care. Like it's the bottom of a pant. Like it's not it's not worth like getting into all that. Over. But I, I think that you like to say that because it sounds good. But I don't think that that is true. I think that it actually I think you actually do care because if you didn't care, you wouldn't have such resistance to it. And, and that, and that is what my issue is, is that if you didn't care, then not caring would not require a back and forth about it. You would just flip it. But I don't require a back and forth about it. You do. But you do. Because as someone who has shared with you multiple times that it should be rolled up twice, when you made the decision to only do it once, and then I talked to you and said, it needs to be flipped up again. Your response was, it's fine. No, it's not fine. And again, that is that is you caring. You made a choice that you wanted to do it that way. That means that you cared. You put care into it. You about the other day when like, I was literally just taking the dog out real quick? No, you weren't doing that. You were on your way out to go run errands and, and go oh. out in the city and stuff like that. Yeah, the, in that moment, it was more about like, my leg will be cold if this is up. It had nothing to do with that. Yes, it did. And again, no, it didn't. Because if it did you for actually... Me. Really? Because you left the house wearing a short sleeve shirt without a jacket. So if you were concerned about being cold, you would have actually prepared yourself with a jacket to be able to keep yourself warm. As a matter of fact, you then later told me a story about running into Steve in the city and how you couldn't believe that Steve was wearing a long sleeve shirt because he was hot and all this other stuff like that. So it was nothing about you being cold. Hmm. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with you being resistant to something that I had tried to share with you and tried to fix. That is what it was. And, and and that is the fact of the matter. And and that is what I'm saying. Like, you don't enjoy being criticized or told something. And that is a real that is a real problem. That like, in my personal opinion, I think that that is that is um, 
just not, it, it's really bizarre to me. I've never, and again, I've, so I've grown up in sports. I've grown up in music and things of that nature. Those are like entire elements. Like everything that you do is criticized. Well, right? And the dynamic in your household. Sure. 100%. But everything that you do within basketball and or singing and or instrument playing and or dancing is criticized. It is criticized 100%. So I don't re- I don't always love criticism. Um, I always find that I have an issue with criticism when it comes from someone who doesn't have insight. That's when I really have an issue with criticism. But that is more of a dynamic play than it is the criticism. But in music and in sports and things like that, is that criticism or is that critique and skill development? Because again, those are very different things. Like Um, to say you're not doing this right is very different from like in singing, pushing on someone's diaphragm and saying like, pull it from here. That's teaching a technique. 100%. But I think that there's no way... uh, it's a little bit of both. I you get criticized about the things that you're doing. And again, I think that that's the issue to me is like you can critique someone without criticizing. Again, they're very different things. Yeah, sure, but I I've been again within the music industry and with basketball and stuff like that. You get you get criticized, right? You get criticized about your appearance. You get criticized about your abilities. You get criticized. About all of that stuff. So you, you you get all of those things. So I'm very used to doing it. And I course correct or I shrug it off, right? And and those are kind of the the things that you have to learn. Um so I don't really have a problem with it, but um, like I said, you don't like being told what to do. You don't like being told that something that you're doing is wrong. I don't like being told what to do without explanation. I like things to be explained to me. That's my, that's definitely, that's very true of me. Don't just tell me what to do because I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not. You're, you're like, you are, when you do that, not you, but I'm just saying a person in general. When when a person does that, like, you're literally assuming your opinion is correct. And that's not my experience. Now, if you want to explain it to me so that I actually understand it and so that I can get, uh, like, sort of think it through and things like that, then I'm going to listen. But if you're just like, that's not how you do it. I'm gonna be like, well, that's how I've been doing it. It's been fine so far. But sometimes, but again, that's not, that's not encouraging. But sometimes it's not helpful. But sometimes it's not about encouraging you. And, and, and I think again, I don't think you're going to get the outcome you want. (laughs) That, and that is the thing is again, like you said a couple of things that I find problematic because like, yes, like sometimes the person who is saying the things like, yeah, sometimes their opinion is the correct one. Sometimes their opinion is the correct one. And it that is okay. And I would take those opportunities to learn rather than resist. And I think that that is what your common problem is, is that you, I, again, it just feels very, um, you know, where I'm like, babe, like, like those things don't match. Like that does not match. Like, you know, and you're like, well, this is what I want to wear. And I'm like, I get it. I totally get that. But like, that does not, like you are a professional going into a, a job. Like you walk into the office wearing something like that. That doesn't feel very professional. Like that, it just does not feel professional. And whether, 
And that is, again, what I think is very interesting about you. And as I've been with you for a very long time, is that you have a certain frame of mind. You think about things in a particular way. And you think that the way that you think about things is the way. And there can be common ways of thinking about things that might interfere with that. But if it does not jive with how you feel about things, then that is wrong, even though it could be commonly right for you, it's wrong. And without a conversation, if the conversation is there, then I can understand things differently. But literally, if you come at me and you're like, no, that's not how you do it. I'm like, hmm, that's how I've been doing it. It's been working out just fine. That's yeah. that. If that's the whole conversation you want to have, that's going to be my response. But if you like to use your example, like if you tell me like that doesn't work, like this outfit, that doesn't match. Blah, 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 I'm like, how does it not match? Because like this goes with this and this does this. And then there are times where you've said like, well, no, you have a pattern on that. And then you also have a pattern on that. So that's too busy. And I'm like, oh, OK. And I'll change. I'll change the outfit. But what my issue but what my issue is is that a week later you'll try to you'll wear the you'll literally pull the exact same outfit and wear well, it's it. It's not on purpose, it's because I haven't learned yet. Again, it's about investing and it's about <laughs> the goodwill and it's about trying to create change and build skills as opposed to criticism or just do this because i said like that's not gonna no no human being is gonna be able to like roll with that i disagree i 100 percent disagree because again you i think you do that yes i feel like i take a lesson and i i like i i try to do better I, obviously i don't always do things right but i i i think the difference in me and you is that you will choose, you'll say, you know what, I'm not getting ready to get into this. Like, cause I know I, like I want, I know you. And so if I tell you that one outfit does not work at one point in time, and I give you all of the reasons why it doesn't work, what you will do is you will get dressed in another scenario where I'm not able to pay attention to what you're wearing and wear it anyways, just because you don't want to be told what to do. And, and I know that, and I've witnessed it. You do it all the time. And you think I'm not paying attention to those things or, or see those things that happen. But I don't necessarily, like, that is not how I function. Um, and and so it's like, uh, and, I, and again, I think that you actively resist criticism because you just don't want to, you don't want to be told what to do. You don't want someone else conducting your life and sometimes you don't understand that you don't know everything about everything and sometimes people have insight on other things and they want to help you out in some sort of way around it and if that's truly what they want and they present it that way i'm always open and sometimes the way that you want it presented is not going to necessarily happen, but you need to take yourself out of it, out of the situation and your feelings out of the situation and know that sometimes it's not necessarily about you. Sometimes it's more about like a, 
you you know I've come to learn that in life like sometimes I have to just like step back and figure out like what could potentially be going on in this person's life that the way that they presented that was the way that they presented it and does it have anything to do with me and if it doesn't have anything to do with me I just shrug it off and move that I'm definitely trying to teach myself yeah and and sometimes I have and sometimes I have to do it so sometimes if somebody's saying something to you and it's not the way that you want to receive information and it doesn't have anything to do with you sometimes it just you're on a checklist of things that they have to get through and that is just it get yourself like you can't be emotional or sensitive behind everything you have to just understand that it is it has nothing to do with you it's just maybe this is just what's happening or i'm having a really bad day you did this thing i'm trying to tell you this like fix it because this is the fifth time i've said this to you and like let's move on like sometimes it's that and sometimes it's just the person Sometimes they don't have the ability to like uh, be warm and fuzzy about things. Sometimes it's just a like that is wrong. Let's fix it and let's move on. I I work with people that are just like just top line me, like just super top line me, and it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't care about what you have to say or the picture that you're trying to paint for them. It's that they don't have time for everything that you're saying. Like so, let's just move. Like. Tell me what you need. Tell me what happened. Tell me what you need. And let's move on from the situation. And that has nothing to do with anything other than it's just all I can give you right now. You know? Mm. I, so I, I, like I said, I, I think that sometimes there's a, a it's an interesting of, statement. Top line me. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, and sometimes it's that. And sometimes it's like super. It's just I like that actually. Yeah. You're heading out the door. I'm not, I, I don't have time to give you a full explanation about why your pants need to be cuffed twice. I don't need to give you the full, you know, GQ spring summer 2022 reasoning why this is the way that it has to happen. That is incorrect. Let's move it, you know, the correct way and let's move on. Kind of think of that nature. Like sometimes it's about that and it has nothing to do with anything other than that. Like Sometimes. But again, if you take yourself out of the situation, and your sensitivities out of the situation, you will give yourself the opportunity to see it beyond your knee-jerk reaction. And that could be super helpful. That could be helpful. Criticism could not impact you so much because of that. So we don't have a super a lot of time to to deal with this, but this article in Psychology Today that I really enjoyed, which I think we've actually referenced before, is um is about how couples can use criticism constructively. And the one thing that she talks about, I, I really implore everyone to read this article because I think it was like super helpful. Um but she says learn to chew. Have you ever heard this concept? Yeah. Mhm. So I and actually, loved as you this. say that I think we did cover this article. Yeah, I I loved this article so much because she says learn to chew, and there's a couple of things that you can do. Is when criticisms and things like that are being brought your way, practice chewing instead of spitting or swallowing. Okay, so chewing is the concept of giving yourself the ability to take time to think about it and and kind of letting it marinate before you act on anything right spitting is the concept of of reacting and either trying to throw something back Mm -hmm. in their face or having some sort of rebuttal that 
oftentimes is non-productive, right? And then swallowing is taking a passive approach to it and just kind of taking um, it all in, taking it all in and being like super criticized and just, you know, like not being able to stand up for yourself in any kind of way. Chew on it. If you chew on it, you can actually give yourself time to kind of, you know, to continue with the metaphor, but like, ooh, sorry, like listen in on what is being said and find out where it's coming from. Well, and it goes to what a lot of articles say, which is like, it's kind of like taking a break, like don't react to it now. Don't fully take it in as truth right now, but like, just take a minute, take a beat, take a day, whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and really look at it. Yeah. Ask yourself if there if there is any truth at all in what your partner is telling you. And and that's how you can chew on it. What parts of the criticism do you agree with and what do you disagree with? Then tell your partner which parts feel accurate and which do not. Um, this is especially useful when you're told you always or never do something. Usually that leads to an argument about whether it's true, truly always or not, rather than a discussion about the actual issue at hand, which I fucking love this right because you get caught up in the minutia and not the major problem which oh this article was amazing chewing on criticism (laughs) this way gives you a choice in what you want to agree with and take ownership for this choice is empowering to make you get to choose what you want to work on improving and what you don't based on your own beliefs and not just because your partner thinks you should i Love that. So I, again, really recommend everybody read this article um, because I think it's absolutely amazing. Obviously, we will have um, all of the information in the notes. Yeah. And the one I read, which we'll also have in the notes and I'll go through quickly, um, is actually from drjessicahiggins.com. Um, what's interesting, I just want to just point out a couple things because it's a, it's the um, it's actually um, 17 ways to shift criticism to maintain a healthy relationship. And I'm only going to talk about a couple of them, but I do want to point out um, something else I found interesting. She references a um, Dr. Um, Gottman, Dr. John Gottman, um, and he calls these the four horsemen of the apocalypse when it comes to relationships, which are criticism, defensiveness contempt and stonewalling we'll have to go into that more later but i love that he calls them the four horsemen because he actually posits that based on his research criticism is the number one predictor of divorce uh, which i find fascinating he did a bunch of studies and he said the the number one predictor for divorce was criticism so it's interesting they go through like i said 17 um, different skills there are two though that i think are just fantastic Um, one is a seven-day fast no criticism to break your old habits. So literally seven days of no criticism, only practicing looking at the good, only practicing positive inner speech, only practicing positive outer speech, which I think is fascinating. And then even when you have been able to do that for seven days, to choose criticism-free times or zones, whether that is after a meal, before bed, or zones in the bedroom in the bathroom like whatever when i'm in here you cannot criticize me which i think is fascinating i think i think i think i would just hide in the bathroom if that was the case i'd be like this is a criticism free zone and i'm not leaving it that sounds about accurate i do want to reiterate because we did an episode about anger at one point in time and how anger just kind of gets a super bad rap and how it's not fair right because there is helpfulness and anger right 
I do feel like there is helpfulness in criticism, right? Like, I think that sometimes people are oblivious to the things that they're doing and how it could potentially affect other people. And even if it's not that it could potentially affect other people, how it's being done incorrectly, like, right, like, there is a better way of doing a more productive way of doing this. And so being criticized and accepting criticism is not a bad thing. It's not a terrible thing. If criticism is unproductive or it's harmful to you, then by all means, exit stage left, right? Like you do not have to take part in that. Um, There are many abusive relationships where criticizing a person's actions is the majority of the abuse that takes place. And so definitely do not allow yourself the opportunity to be involved in those types of relationships. So this is a Critelli disclosure or disclaimer right here, like make sure that you avoid those types of, of not uh, healthy uh, habits that could potentially take place in a relationship. But beyond that, like criticism is okay. Every we're not subhuman or not subhuman, but what's the word inhuman, right? We are not perfect a hundred percent of the time there. It's not even remotely humanly possible. So instead of like, instead of taking those things and, um, letting it break down your world, chew on it. Take it back, figure out which parts of it are accurate, figure out how to address it and 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 course correct if necessary if and and do it for yourself by yourself, but don't you know don't necessarily find fault in any criticisms that come your way in every criticism that comes your way. It's completely okay to to be criticized. I get criticized every single day about things that I do. And I either adjust or, and I'm not saying that I do it perfectly because there are times where I don't do it perfectly. I, 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 there are multiple times, oftentimes I don't do it perfectly, but know and understand that like, you also have to understand where it's coming from, right? Uh, you, you have to understand where it's coming from. I rely on Tony's input for example about financial things so if he has a criticism about the way money is being spent i might actually perk up my ears just a teensy bit just so i can hear what he has to say but there are also times where i'm like i hear what you say and i understand i understand where your your trauma is a part of this response or this criticism or where your sensitivities are the reason why you feel the way that you do about this particular topic. And so I get that. And so instead of jumping down his throat about it, I might just have to have a nice humbling conversation between the two of us to figure out a better solution. And that is what happens. And so when he wants to criticize me about X, Y, and Z, then I can adjust accordingly. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I don't know. I think we did it. Boom. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. Um, 
But thank you for listening. You actually reacted a lot better than I anticipated you would. <laughs> it's because we had a microphone. If there wasn't thanks, a microphone, thanks for the credit. Yeah, if there wasn't a microphone in here, I think things would have been different. No, I'm just kidding. No, actually, I've been funny. I've been thinking about it quite a bit, and there's been a number of times that have come up personally and professionally where it's like, hmm, and I've actually thought about it, and it's. It's fine. I don't have to point them out. It's whatever. But it is something that I've been thinking about and something I've been trying to get better at. And there have been a few things where recently I've been like, okay, I did that and it didn't kill me. All right. Okay. Mm, all right. Let me keep moving forward through this. Sure. Mm. I was just joking with you I because I got to rib you a little bit. You have very protruding ribs. So, you know, I got to rib you just a <laughs> That I have an Audi of. <laughs> um, so I had to I had to rib you just a teensy bit. Um, but I think uh, I, that was helpful. I liked that topic a lot. So any hoosies, you didn't like it that much. It was fine. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. Tony and I are going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a bit. Marco here, one half of the Gratellis with an important question. Why are you not listening to all the bonus relationship podcast content we have on Patreon? And why don't you want better for yourself? That was two questions and one was a little offensive. I mean, if you want to get technical, then yeah. <laughs> but seriously, you should head to patreon.com slash pod relationship and sign up to be a relationship podcast patron. You're really missing out on so much more podcast content, and we just want the best for you. Mm -hmm. Every week, Tony and I give you, the listener, extra content related to the podcast episode and topic. We do a rapid-fire Q&A with the week's guest in a segment called Shit Thrown At You. We ask the guest to give us their input on the week's topic in another segment called Guest Take on Shit. And Tony and I shoot the shit in a behind-the-scenes soundcheck as we prep the microphones for the week's episode. It's funny, crazy, and oftentimes random, which is why it's so good. Mm. Also, once a month, Marco and I do a really cool segment called Cretelli Crap, where we bring up a relationship problem we are having and ask for advice from one another. As podcast host and listener, not as Marco and Tony. It gives us the chance to show you what working through problems looks like and gives us the chance to hear each other out loud and clear. It's so easy to become a patron. Monthly subscriptions start at $1 and go all the way up to $25 a month. Each tier has specific content and extras, making it easy for you to choose whatever works best for your budget and relationship podcast appetite. Yeah, so head to patreon.com slash pod relationship for more content from your favorite hosts. We look forward to receiving your money. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Bye, y'all. All right, so we are back. Hello. Um, and we, this is going to be very fun. This is going to be a very full episode regarding this particular topic because i do personally believe that this particular topic is insanely important to talk about mm. um within a relationship so we are we're we're doing the full episode we're going to continue the discussion on criticism we are so i want to preface this by saying that i personally am not against criticism i feel like it can be productive uh in a relate within a relationship um as long as your intentions are not to be harmful or hurtful i think that when you grow up in a 
um, I, I will say a household of, of people of color, um, you not only get criticism in your home, but you get criticism outside in the world. I think that if you participate in sports or even the performing arts of any sort, you get criticism in that realm. Um, I think that we live in a world that tends to criticize our actions constantly. And so it's not foreign to receive criticism in any way, shape, and or form. We just have to learn to uh, address it, uh, to, to take it in. Um, and, and not make it so personal. I think part of our problem is that we take things a little too personally and, and we, we need to get better. And I think that this is a very big problem, especially, I think that this is what our grandparents and our parents talk about when they say that we're too weak. Um, and that, you know, everyone is so overly sensitive. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that people just don't know how to just accept feedback or in at all like everything is you know heartbreaking and and world ending because uh somebody told you that you you did something incorrectly and i don't think that that's a problem now again i will go back and say that as long as you're not being hurtful and or harmful to whomever you're giving criticism to that it it really should not be that big a deal but i know that you have a completely different view I do, yeah, but I'll save it for the bonus content. You'll, y'all got to pay for the ma- my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We're going to do that in Patreon, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. But we'll yes. have a debate on the fundamental approach to criticism. Yeah, um, and and the long and the short of it, again, for me, is I think that criticism can be very helpful, um, and I think that we definitely. Uh, again, live in a world that is full of criticism. And I think that in a relationship, if you are with someone that you love and trust, um, there should be an open flow of dialogue about things that are and are not okay and good and or bad and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that that should be fine to have that conversation at times. Um, again, as long as your goal is not to be hurtful and or harmful, and I cannot stress that enough, there are relationships that are 1000% um, hostile and, sure. and or abusive, whether that is physically and or emotionally. Um, and so to be, you know, h- criticized harshly about x y and z things is is a problem and you should definitely get the fuck out of that relationship (laughs) um but the only time i will quote mariah carey how about you get the fuck out get the fuck out exactly (laughs) um and so i think that that is so I, i do think that you should be very well aware of it but you know i think that um all too often we as people think that we know everything about everything and sometimes we are not experts and and if there is a person that comes in because my and we'll talk about this in patreon a little bit more in depth but my belief is like just get the information out there and get it done and over with and stop uh, and you don't have to you know go through and do a bunch of stroking hair and telling people that they're pretty and and going about doing all that stuff Some, sometimes you can just you know get in get out <laughs> things overheard in the bathroom um <laughs> and and just be done with it you know and i think that that is completely fine so anyways that being said i for this segment we are going to talk about 
um, something that we do think it's is important, which is uh, the seven things it's never okay for your partner to criticize you for, according to experts. Um, and I found this article on Bustle, and I thought that it could be very useful, right? Sure. We talked about some other articles in the last segment that was, uh, in my personal opinion, completely understandable and fine. And I think that we we said a lot. Um, but I think that this is very important as well, because this talks about that hurtful and or harmful criticizing that could be detrimental to a relationship. The following things are officially off limits, y'all. Off limits. So this article uh, was written back in 2018 by Lake and Howard. Um, but this was uh, an article that uh, says that there are a lot of different facets of being someone's partner. Uh, you're their support system, their teammate, their lover, their biggest advocate. But but at times you have to play the role of concerned critic too. Uh, everyone messes up occasionally and hypothetically. Your partner is someone who's well equipped to carefully point out your shortcomings and then help you learn and grow. That being said, if you feel like you're being criticized by your partner in a non-constructive way, that's not a healthy dynamic. Um, so the article goes into talking about these seven things that should be off limits. I'll let you start off with number one. The person's sexual desires. Mm, what do you mean by that? Totally off. Totally off. You cannot know. No, no yuck in my yum. <laughs> yeah. Um, and definitely, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that that would be off limit. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean you have to participate in all those things if you don't like them, but don't judge them and don't criticize them and don't tell someone they should feel a certain way for wanting those things just because they're not things you're used to. Yeah. That's like, that's like total judgment. Yeah. A good relationship should have an air of open-mindedness, right? You should be able to be able to want to participate in each other's sexual desires. And to your point, not everything is going to work for everyone, but you should not criticize or shame someone for liking any particular thing that should never be okay. Especially if it's just because it's something outside the mainstream that you're not like familiar with like that, that has more to do with you than it does with your partner. Well, even if it does fall with outside of the mainstream, because like, for example, like a foot fetish, which I personally is becoming more mainstream. Yeah. I think that that's <laughs> less, you know, uh, in the the corners of sexual desires that's kind of like front and center for the most part but you could you know very easily say like i'm not into feet things feet you know gross me out and that should just be but like have all the foot fun that you want and like i don't even know that i care if you like participate in in wanting to like worship my feet or like enjoy my feet but just know that i'm not going to reciprocate that <laughs> because it's just not my thing you know and and you can don't find criticize a, it. you can't criticize mm-hmm. it um and i think that that's fair um number two is your feelings um this article says whether we want to admit it or not we all have feelings and they're not always easy to digest or untangle but even if your partner doesn't fully understand your feelings at any given time doesn't give them the right to invalidate or criticize them and i think that this is a common one i think that um, you know, you and I were just recently talking about intention, right? And and I don't think anyone goes out with the intention of hurting someone's feelings. But if someone's feelings are hurt as a result of something that is done, we do have to know and recognize that their feelings, whether we agree with them or not, are real. And so if there is uh, a problem with it, we we should not criticize them for feeling a certain way. We should just acknowledge that that might not have been in our, our intentions. And for that, we do apologize that our actions 
were a result of them feeling a particular way. Well, and the article quotes a licensed professional counselor, which I really like. And, and that counselor says, even if someone's feelings seem irrational to you, they are experiencing them and need validation and support in trying to understand them. Criticizing them for feeling emotions that don't make sense to us will not at all help the situation and will most likely harm the relationship. And I like this in terms of decreasing trust and emotional closeness. Yeah. So literally, and this is what this is kind of at the crux of most of my stance on criticism in general is that's more often what criticism does. It decreases trust and it decreases um, the uh, emotional closeness, even in a professional relationship, it, it decreases, it can, can I decrease can. the, um, the, the, just the, the, the trust that you have that your boss will support you. I think it can. And I think, and I, I don't disagree with you and I think that it absolutely can become a problem, but I also, and I think that there are a lot of factors that are at play that we always need to make sure that we're paying attention to, right? Um, I have been in a professional work environment in which, uh, a, a coworker, uh, was, um, very anxiety ridden and a lot of things that they were feeling from their boss who would say things to them, they took very harshly. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even necessarily that it was harsh. It's that because they're anxiety ridden and they are younger and this is a new industry for them that they had a, a lot of, of feelings as a result of criticisms. And you know, there are moments where you have to like understand this co this worker, right? And understand that like I understand what you're going through and, and I'm sorry you're feeling this way. But then there's also a certain element of it where you're like, but like now I feel like I'm at the point where I can't say anything to you without you feeling a certain way. And this is really challenging. And that causes a very like and so both can be right. Both a person can be overly sensitive and have a lot of immense feelings about words. And another person can be overly critical and cause a person to feel a certain way about things. And so, um, I again, I think both can be right. And you just have to know who you're dealing with I think you uh, on hit both it, ends. I think you hit it right on the head, though. You said it can be challenging. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it can't be overcome. No, that's and, true. And I think so often we're not willing to invest in those things. And like as a person who has worked in social work most of his life, I'm like, well, where do you draw the line? Because if a person had a mental illness and they couldn't do certain things, then we would expect the system to meet the person where they're at and to, you know, provide for that person and to, to make it so that they can access something that they're entitled to that they're having difficulty accessing. So like, you know, you would teach someone how to ride the bus because we take it for granted that you can process that kind of information and ride the bus, but some people can't. Well, right? and some, but, and I don't disagree again. Some, but so again, where do you draw the line? If you are working with someone who like, even if they needed an intermediary to where like you had to sit with like an intermediary and say here are the performance issues which i've had to do this before with with staff here are the performance issues here's why they're a problem and then the intermediary would relay them in a neutral way and then the person would come back and say i feel da 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 da, da and you kind of work through it and yes that's challenging and it's time consuming and you wish it wasn't that way but again for me it's like where do you draw the line? Because I actually don't think that's a bad thing because you're both learning from that experience. You're learning how not to trigger this person and this per person is learning how to build up their tolerance. 
you know, so I actually think it's a good thing, but I know a lot of people wouldn't, they'd like, just be like, oh my God, that's just so much. But I don't think it is. It I think is it's a great. lot. And I don't know, I don't know that I necessarily believe that it's the employer's job to do that. And I think that that comes, and, and again, that is, a, that is a little bit of my concern. I think that those that have a hard time with criticism, um, it comes from their home life and not being prepared by your family to understand so the ways of the world and i think that that i think that is a lot of the problem um and again every job is not going to allot these opportunities uh, not every job that you're going to get into is going to do that for you not every relationship is going to do that for you and so it's not always their responsibility to set aside a situation that singles you out as a person for a particular need in this one scenario, whereas everybody else that is a part of the work environment does not get the same um, treatment. And I think that's where the, that's where the challenge, that's where the challenges come in. And so, and again, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you are saying or what you're, and I do think that we have to be very aware of feelings. And I also think that it's super important as a person who tends to be very blunt and um, can give criticism and also receive criticism with very little problems. It is okay to say, I'm so sorry. I understand that you're having feelings about it. I'm having a very difficult reaction to your feelings about it because I just don't know that I understand it. But like, I also need, like, I think I might need a little bit of time to chew on this. Um, Or, you know, I'm trying my best to communicate in a way that is acknowledging your feelings about these things, but do know that this is, uh, this is a little bit of a challenge for me. And hopefully that humanizes the person that's giving the criticism. So then that way they don't look like the asshole that's criticizing. And you just understand that they're a person that is trying to understand what you're saying. I've gone into many employment conversations saying, I don't even know how to properly say this. Um, or, you know, but I do want you to know that this is not a reflection of any personal feelings. This is just from a professional standpoint, and this is where we're at, kind of things of that nature. So it's not, it's a humanizing aspect of it. Like the conversation has to be had, but like this is not me coming at you. This is me doing this from a professional standpoint. So mm. I don't know. I always just found the whole issue to be really fascinating. I find that there are times when we are tolerant, understanding, even on the side of someone, but then other times where we're not. And it's, it's interesting because so often it has to do with like judgment and status, in my opinion. So like if a doctor is new and loses a patient and, you know, breaks down and doesn't take that well, we are totally on their side and we we understand. If a, you know, if someone, uh, if a first responder sees something really horrific, we totally understand that they need counseling and, and that, you know, they might need to take some time off. If a person is, you know, overwhelmed at work and takes a sabbatical, like depending on the scenario, we may be okay with that. I just found it interesting that we like, and we encourage therapy in some situations, but then we don't in others. And, you know, we encourage an intermediary during divorce, but we don't encourage it when you have the same power dynamic struggle, but in a professional environment. Like, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Like, I definitely don't have my head wrapped around it completely, but I've always found it interesting that we are 
I'll just say it flatly. Like we're kind to each other in certain situations and we're not in others. And we're willing to give resources and grace and patience in some places and not in others. I've just always found it fascinating that like people draw this line with their compassion. Um, and, and I, and I just find it fascinating. I do it too. I mean, it's, I'm guilty of it too. I look at myself when I do, I'm like, wow, why would I be okay with it in this situation, but not okay with this one? And for me, at least in my experience, it's been, the the only factor is I like that person or I can understand what they're going through and that's it. Well, I think what happens at work and we're kind of getting a little bit off topic, but I, I think what happens at work though, is that there isn't this agreement, right? Like you do services, I pay you for the services. I don't necessarily have to pay to coddle your feelings behind getting the services that I'm paying you for. And that's where the line is drawn. Like you were hired and this is what you're supposed to be doing. And when you do that, I pay you for it. And that is it. So these extra things that are a part of the situation is not part of what we ta- what the agreement was. Like, if you need those things, then I pay you to and I provide services for you so that you can go see a therapist and work through those things and, and make sure that you feel good mentally and you're taken care of and you have sick time and you have vacation time so that you can make yourself feel whole and feel better and, and give yourself the the mental break that you need during those time periods. All of those things are provided to you as a result of this employment. But sitting back and needing to make you feel good about telling you that something that you did was incorrect or how it's going to need a little bit more work and things of that nature. And mind you, you're one of 50 other people that I have to have these conversations with like it's it's not easy to go through there to in my personal opinion stroke someone's hair and tell them that they're pretty to go through all of those things like i i can say and again as long as i'm not being hurtful and harmful like as long as i'm not calling you stupid for making the mistake that you're doing then it's okay for me to say dude this mistake happened on x y and z what is going on oh my god i'm sorry i was doing x y z cool can you make sure that you don't do that again? Because I'm getting so-and-so breathing down my neck as a result of these things. And I don't want to have to have that conversation anymore. So do me a favor, check your work, double check your work, triple check your work before turning it in. And that should be, we should be able to have a simple conversation like that and know that I'm being helpful and constructive and caring about you. Cause I could have called you in and said, you made a mistake, you're fired. But instead, I'm saying, what is going on? Help me understand. Like, can you do me a favor and not do that anymore because of X, Y, and Z? Like, that should be okay. That should be okay to have those conversations. And I don't need to, like, tell you how great a job I think you're doing and how valuable I think you are as an employee and how everything that you're doing um, up until this point has been very, you know, regarded well within the company X, Y, and Z. There is this concern that we're having. Like you don't need to go through all those things. Sometimes it's a three minute conversation instead of a 30 minute therapy session. Again, you get paid to produce work and 
you are provided services that if you need more, if you have that anxiety, if you have those things that you have a difficult time with, you can seek a therapist. You can do those things so that those things are managed. Yeah. And I just, again, I find it interesting that sometimes we draw this sort of arbitrary line in the sand, like, because I work for a company that isn't big enough to have an employee assistance program, I'm expected to just pay for my own therapy and, and, or, or buck up, you know, or because I don't work in a union state or because I don't work at a, you know, corporation that has a formal grievance procedure where bosses can have checks and balances. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's interesting to me that sometimes we have those values and sometimes we don't. But these be, you also, I, and I, and I, I'm not trying to like make my point and then move on from the topic, but you also, uh, so please know and understand that. But I also think that what you need to understand is like regarding the bosses, they're not trained to be able to handle these particular things. This is not the training into becoming a CEO, right? This is not what happens when you become a director. And expectations and how to run a good team and how to develop culture. Those are routine trainings that in a lot of places, supervisors are expected to take. And if they aren't at your company, I would actually question that. They're not. And I think that you've worked in a particular segment of, of, or professionalism but that kind of stuff does not happen all over happen all over the place and it's a lot more uncommon for the manager at McDonald's to get that type that type of training on how to properly talk about they, that they don't train you on those things I can't believe a fortune 500 company wouldn't have how to manage people they don't I've I been can't, I can't I've managed it. many different companies and and been uh you know a, a person in charge of a lot of things and never once and i'm talking larger companies i've never once gotten training on how to properly talk to someone in a way that makes them feel good i've been got i've gotten human resources training where there's the things that you can't say of that nature and like how to follow a particular protocol to make sure that like human resources is notified before you have those conversations, but never like sensitivity training to make sure that those conversations are uh, productive or that no, I've never had those trainings. And I've worked in quite a few different industries and or for a few uh, uh, quite a few companies. And I've never gotten that. So I think that your line of work is a result of your feelings or vice versa. And and I think that there is validity in it. I just think that it's not a one size fits all. And I think that that is, I think that's the main point that we all need to know and understand. And again, I cannot stress this enough. As long as you're not being hurtful and or harmful in your criticisms, I think that it is not a bad thing to say what needs to be said. Um, but that's me personally. You're on number three. Back to the article. Number three, your aspirations. My aspiration in life. <laughs> My aspiration in life. <laughs> so people's dreams, professional and, and personal, they should not be something that you criticize. That's dumb. You'll never do that. Like, if someone's if someone's aspiration is not realistic, they will learn it on their own. They don't need you to tell them. Um, and so this is this is off limits. You should be nothing but supportive about your partner's dreams. And I couldn't agree with this more. Even if they want to be an astronaut, cowboy, basket weaver, 
<laughs> All seven there's probably in one, a, huh? There's probably a niche for there's it. an industry. <laughs> I love that. And I love, and you and I have had a fantastic relationship where we have 100% supported each other's aspirations professionally. Um, as long as it's made sense for us within the relationship, you've talked about wanting to go back to school to get your master's at one point in time. And I was like, do it. Like, get all the information, figure it out. And you even personally had some concerns about doing it. And I was like, fuck the concerns. Like, just do what you want to do. If you feel like you need to do this, then do it. Like, I don't care. This is what needs to happen. Like, I'm never going to stand in your way of fulfilling the dreams that you have for yourself. Like, or for us, like, do what you need to do. I'm here for you always. And I think that that is very important within a relationship. Mm -hmm. And your partner should never criticize you for it. Right. Um, number four, things you have no control over. I had a hard time understanding this one. Yeah, I didn't so, like it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, could you explain it to me? No, but you, you I mean, either. I don't really like it. I think that there are, I think, well, here's the thing. I think that the very last line of the entire section is the important part where it says, if you choose to be in the relationship, it is your job to accept your partner for who they are. Um, and so I think that there are certain things like, for example, um, you, I know that you are an, you're more sensitive than I am and you're very much so in touch with your feelings way more than I am. I chose to be with you. So to criticize you for being sensitive or having feelings is not fair to you. Does that make sense? That is not something that you, ha- you don't have control on over that. You, you have zero control. So for me to call you, I can acknowledge, and I do acknowledge how sensitive you are about things. But if I were to make fun of you for how sensitive you are or criticize you for being overly sensitive, then that's where the problem comes in. Um, because I chose to be with you. And so, and I knew that a long time ago. I knew that 12 years ago that that's who you were. So to try to criticize you for it is not fair. Um, just like I, you know, I can be a blunt person and, you know, this is who I am. This is just how I am. So for you to criticize me and tell me that I'm this terrible person for doing that, that would be not fair because you decided to say I do. You married me. And you married me knowing that this was who I was. So who's the problem here? Me for being blunt or you for choosing to be with the blunt person? Well, and I'm going to save my response to the sensitive part for number seven, because that's what it's, spoiler alert, that's what it's about. Um, But for me, this section, it's like the problem they're saying, the, the issue is don't be critical about aspects of your personality you can't change. Which I don't like, I don't know, I guess the line of work that I'm in, <laughs> I don't, I don't, Aspects I don't know what that personality you can't change. Yeah. Because even if you have like lots of trauma and it's caused you to react a certain way, there, there are things you can do to build your capacity to interrupt or even disarm that you may, you may never change that that's your initial reaction, although you can work on that too. But I don't think that's a personality trait. Do you? But it's talking about aspects of your personality. So if you're an overly critical person, if you are an overly optimistic person, if you are, you know, like, I don't know that. And I guess that's why I had a hard time with this was I'm like, I'm not really sure what they're saying. Things you have no control over does not relate to your personality. You can 
learn to be nicer or to be a better listener or to not be blunt or to, you know, whatever. Like you can. I don't think you can learn those things. I think you can. I think if you choose to do that, you can go to a professional and you can learn to do that. Like, here's how I was successful. Here's how I failed. Here's how others perceive. You can ask other people like, hey, I'm really working on not to pick that one. I'm just saying it's anything. But like, I'm let me just put it this way. I'm trying to be less um, critical of other people. Could you call me out when I'm being critical? And then, and then your friends or your loved ones or whoever, they can, they can do that. Right. And then you can like bring that back to a professional or even do the work on your own if you, you know, have that mentality. But I, I guess that's just what threw me off is I'm like, what, like, are we talking about like, I'm just a bubbly person and, and that's the issue? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get what they're saying. Personally, believe that you're thinking a little bit too much into I it. I never do that. Um, <laughs> um, I think that there's. A, I, I think it's a little bit more simple than that. I think bluntness and the way that you deliver information is not the same thing as being a negative person. For example, right? Like, if but you don't believe those are also just both aspects of a person's personality? No. No, I think negativity and being a negative person and seeing negative things out of, uh, you know, me, me being blunt and or for or in or forward is just, it's just who I am. I think being negative is a personality trait. And I think that that could be, um, and I think that that is, I think that is a little bit harder that like it, it. I think that can be adjusted. You can tell someone that like your negativity is toxic, right? And that is something that can be adjusted. But like being forward and saying things like, yes, I can probably um, work on my delivery behind my bluntness. Or I'm not, let's not even talk about myself specifically, but you can work on delivery so that it might not cut as deep, you know, when you're saying it. But I think that being negative and like being that person that is negative, those are, I I feel personally that they are two completely different things. Well, I am walking away from this section and moving on to the next, more confused than how I came into it. Sure. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm not surprised. Um, (laughs) That was me being blunt. You're number five. <laughs> Am I number five or are you? You are oh, number five. It's fine. What you wear. Okay. At, at the end. <laughs> Criticizing people for what they wear. Yeah. Uh, this is this was a very interesting thing for me to to read. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> if um if something thinks an out if someone thinks an outfit is really bad there's a better way to handle it than by being outright critical and i do agree with that um i do know when i have uh i acknowledge when i have been critical i've even apologized you for certain critical things that i've said um as it relates to to those types of things and and i do know and understand that um but i think more than anything you should be more suggestive than than anything um which i think is Fair. Well, and I like this. The, this this goes into, spoiler alert, my whole stance on criticism in general. And what they say is instead, rather than being critical, why not suggest they wear an outfit you like better on them or is more appropriate for the occasion? By suggesting a replacement that looks th- makes them look better, you're avoiding telling them you don't like their taste in clothes or that you might be embarrassed to see them wearing something in public. And again, I think that's good. Tell a person what they should do not what they should not do Mm. this outfit is more appropriate for the occasion and you could even go that extra step and say and here's why because you're trying to build that person's capacity to learn to do it on their own or i really think this looks better on you 
I don't know a lot of people that would argue with that. This and you can even again take that a step further. Really, it really complements your frame. It makes you look um, very professional. It really brings out your eyes. Like you know, like things mm. like that. I think I think that's great. I have a hard time with that. I know you do. I have a very hard time with it because I, there are certain aspects of it, like wearing this because I, I like this better on you. I one hundred percent think that, that that completely works. But like we are talking about adults here, right? And and I think that this there's this saying that like um, often women end up having one more child than. Um, than they gave birth to, right? Because you have your the number of children you have, but then you also have like your the guy, your your husband, your man is always ends up being this child. Um, and I feel like um human beings and or adults should know and under like I if you know where we're going and you're wearing and you've chosen an outfit that is not Respect, I, like I don't need to coddle you or hold your hand into making you understand why that outfit is not appropriate. I love teaching and teachable moments. I love that. It's one of my favorite things to do. But I think that sometimes not everything is about teaching. And sometimes this person just needs to know and understand that their decision was not a great one. And let's move on from it. Um, and it's completely fine. And again, as long as you're not being hurtful and or harmful in your delivery of the criticism, I think that you're in good shape. You should never hurt someone's feelings behind it, but it's okay to be like that. You, you can't wear that there. Let's find you something else. Boom. Like beginning and end. Like, I, like that literally takes less than two minutes, but I don't know that I need to go through the history of, of, of banquets and and tell you that you know this is going to be a much better fit for you because you have an A frame and an A frame looks better in this types of clothing and the, because of the the color of your skin that you should wear this particular color because this matches your color pa- like I shouldn't have to go through all of those things it sh- it can be super simple and incredibly easy I think that the person receiving the criticism is the one that ends up making it hard. And, and that's, that's where the problem comes in is that like, it's, it's okay. Like, you know, and understand what you're doing. If you're going to work and you work in a professional environment, but you want to wear your woven braided vest that you wore to Burning Man, like, why do I have to explain to you that you can't wear that to your professional workplace? Why are you with someone who went to Burning Man? (laughs) These I'm are kidding. More I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But these I'm saying. But again, I think this for me that this part is again, it's just very interesting to me where people choose to draw a line with their compassion and what they're willing to invest in, especially when you're talking about real realistically one to two sentences. It's just fascinating to me. I again, as long and I cannot say this more times today, but as long as you're not being hurtful and harmful in your delivery of things, again, as long as you're not saying that outfit makes you look fat or oh, that's an ugly color on you or what the fuck are you wearing? Like those are counterproductive criticisms. That's not okay. 
That I do not agree with. Yeah, but the absence of bad or neutral is not the same as investing in good or making a deposit. Like, it's just not the same. So not not adding something is not the same as adding something. But I also to think, me. and again, this is where you and I have always had this split, is, is all of the effort is pushed on one person and not the other. And that is what I have a very hard time with. I have to be the person that makes you feel good about things, but you don't have to do any of the work into doing things correctly. Well, that's or, not my stance. I just... It's not my stance because you do have to take personal responsibility. Here it is. You're with a person who is investing in teaching you these things. What are you doing with them? Are you actually learning from them? Are you applying them? Are you taking the time to like step aside and say, okay, what did I learn about this? Mm -hmm. What are my new rules? Mm -hmm. How does this affect me? Like when you like, let's just take clothing for example with you and I, right? So like, I don't know clothing. I don't get it. I've never cared about it. We were very poor. Like I went to thrift stores. It was whatever you could fit in a bag, you know, like that was it. And we could only go on Wednesdays because that's when the bag was a dollar. Like that's, that's what I grew up with. Totally utilitarian. Very much so. Like I remember being made fun of because I was wearing a, world's gym um uh, sweater but it was because it was the only sweater i had but i was wearing it like all the time so i remember getting picked on for that so like i i never clothes were never like a, a big deal for me so like you teach me stuff you show me stuff you buy me things now i kind of buy myself things you know and, and you help me out you know here and there um but it, the question is like what am i doing with it so like you tell me like no you can't wear that with this okay so then like do i learn from that or do i not and if i don't then you definitely have every reason to be mad which but you if don't I, but if way. i do well we're talking hypothetical <laughs> if i but if i do like th then you know again it's like what are you doing with that so there is responsibility but i do think it's as with any partnership it's on both people it's not on one or the other i and i d agree with that to a certain extent and i think that there are certain aspects to that that are 100 true and you're and you're 1000 right you know and like you know i'm gonna take a real life example from this but i'm gonna say you know you got this director position and all i kept telling you is like tony you're a director. There is a certain level of, of, um, and you can choose not to agree with it or believe in it. But at the end of the day, your title is director, right? You have this particular level. And so your presentation, when you go and talk to the people that you oversee, you can't come in as one of them. You have to look authoritative in a particular way. And I don't like the word authoritative because I feel like that feels very dictatory kind of thing. And I don't like that. But like, you have to look as though the title that you have is a representation of your appearance. And so sometimes like my annoyance is like, like some of the things that you wear in the work doesn't appear that way. And then when you have problems with being able to get people to listen to you and or pay attention to you like that is a direct reflection and and you may not see it that way as all the time but i think that sometimes those are things those are little tweaks that you can do that like help things out and i've shared that with you so if i have to continue to say that to you it's no longer my responsibility to be softer in my criticism this is a direct reflection of you not wanting to pay attention to me or wanting to do whatever you want to do. Fuck whatever I have to say about it. 
And so there, there does happen like, and again, you are 40 years old. You're a 40 year old man. You have been in the work industry since you were like 14 years old, 16 years old. Like, you know, and understand what it means to be in places. I understand that there are some scenarios um, that are brand new to you. Like we're going to like galas and events and things of that nature now. And so like some of that stuff you have to be introduced to because you didn't necessarily have, you know, um, experience with any of those things. And so, yes, sometimes you might need a teensy bit of guidance for those things, but like, you know, where you're going and what you're doing and, and, and what is appropriate you're at for any of those things. And I don't know that it always requires handholding. Um, and so sometimes, and again, as long as I'm not being hurtful and harmful, then I feel like being able to say, roll up those pants. Like that's how they're supposed to be (laughs) worn. You're not wearing them correctly. And you telling me it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. (laughs) It's not fine. That's not how they're supposed to be worn. And it doesn't look good. Like that's not how it's supposed to be presented. It looks not okay. Like I don't have to like go into the history of the cuffing of the pant. Sometimes it's just a, those pants have to be rolled. Make sure you roll them before you leave. Like sometimes it can be that simple. Yeah. I don't know anyone who responds well to the, because I said so approach. <laughs> I, I know you don't. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone who does. I know I, there, I know a lot of people and it, and I, I'm going to say something super controversial, but I feel like this is a white versus people of color situation. People of color have been told very many times in our lives because I've said so, and we have just had to deal with that. And that is beginning full stop of the situation. I think it's every person of color that has ever experienced life. So when your dad told you to like leave the thermostat alone and you messed with it anyway because you were hot, Mm -hmm. you think that was just you taking it because he told you to? Because you didn't listen. I didn't listen. But I also understood the results as a... And I can look back on it and say, like, I was a particular child that needed to have explanation behind it. But that doesn't mean that I was going to get it. I just don't think that's a good approach, period. I'm sure you don't. And I'm sure most white people that are listening to this podcast will agree with you. But I will tell you that growing up in a black household, being a black person in this world, we get told things on a consistent basis. And we are constantly told, because I said so. And there has to be no explanation. And so we just take it and have to deal with it. Yes, but you as a white person have the ability to speak out against it. We as people of color don't really have a voice in the matter. And so I get and understand that you really can say that and feel confident behind your argument of it. But most sometimes, sometimes it doesn't need an explanation. You as someone, so is that going to be your approach to parenting? No, I don't know because I know how I was as a parent and uh, I'm sorry, as a, as a child. child, and I know what I needed, but I think that it's going to be dependent on, uh, I think it's going to be dependent on the circumstances. Sometimes I, sometimes you don't have to stop the world to explain things. Sometimes it's just to just do what I say. And we'll talk about this later. And, and but you'll and, eventually talk about and it. And we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that again, our parents did what they had to do because they, that was all they knew to do. Um, but I don't think that you as a white person that grew up in this world had the exact same 
experiences. Your parents didn't have the exact same experiences. And so it was a little bit different. So being told to just take it was not something that y'all had to experience. We, We did. And so I think that that is a fundamental difference. And I, and I can understand it. I appreciate it. I respect it. I kind of am annoyed by it, not because it's you specifically, but God damn, I wish like I could do that. Um, But I've explained to you many times why rolling up your pants was important. And every single time you wear your cropped pants, they somehow end up not rolled up. And I continue to tell you that your pants need to be rolled up because there's they're they're cropped and there's always a back and forth about it. So I've explained it to you once. At this point, you're just choosing to not listen to me or pay attention to it. So I don't know what else to do. Like, what else am I supposed to do? How else am I supposed to give the information to you to make it valid for you? So those things are important, like those things matter. And I can, and again, I understand how that criticism can be challenging for a person, but you also have to understand how there comes a point in time where the deliverer of the thing has reached their limit as well. And it's, it's not something that like, I can just, again, stroke your hair and give you a reading rainbow lesson on it. And I'm like, I'm not schoolhouse rock anymore. Like I've given you the information I've shared to you what it, why I, like, what more do you want from me? And I think those things are, I think that that should also be considered. That's why I said that at some point in time, it's not just about the deliver. Sometimes it's about the person receiving the, the information and whether or not they're open to actually hearing what is being said. Number six is having a different opinion. Um, You should never criticize your partner if you all have a different opinion. Anybody who's ever been in a relationship, and that is either romantic or familial or friendship or anything of that nature, should know that (laughs) just because a person has a completely different opinion of you does not mean you get to criticize their differences. Or their difference of opinion, I should say. Um, so again, if you, you know, there's a quote that says, if you have a partner who doesn't respect your op- opinion, listen to what you have to say and or consider your point of view when you hold a conversation over time, you may begin to feel inadequate, frustrated, and your confidence and self-esteem will start to drop. So again, as long as you're not being harmful or hurtful in your relationship, as it relates to like giving your opinion, then you should be um, then you should know and understand that. And the last one, number seven, how sensitive you are. So yeah, um, don't do it. <laughs> it. What's interesting is they're saying that by by telling someone that they cannot be super sensitive in general or to certain things, you are, quote, um, you're sending them a message that your love has conditions. Hmm. You're also sending a message to your partner that how they feel is not acceptable to you, which divides partners instead of connects them. And this one, I think, is just super critical. Yeah, it's also a form of gaslighting, to be completely honest with you, because when you criticize someone on their sensitivity, essentially what you're doing is making them believe that that what they're feeling is not real (laughs) and and that becomes a problem and i think that that is um i think that can be really really challenging and not okay i wonder do you all agree 
Are there things that um, are listed here that you say, no, you should be able to criticize that? Are there other things that weren't mentioned that you think should be on the list? I would be curious to know. Yeah, I have one thing um, that I think uh, should go on there. And this is a controversial one because I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth regarding it. Um, Or my cheeks, I think is what the actual saying is. Um, uh, uh, Your partner's body. I think that you should not be critical on your partner's body. At the same time, I think being able to share your concerns for your partner's health should and could be helpful within a relationship. Um, But being critical, calling them fat, telling them that they're too skinny, um, telling them that you don't like the way their body looks anymore. I think that is is not okay. I'm surprised that wasn't in the article either. Hmm. I think that that is, I think that's very interesting. I think that you should be able to spread concern for your partner's health, um, even as it relates to weight gain. I'm concerned you've gained, a, you've gained a little bit of weight. What can we do as a team to make sure that you're healthy? Our bodies are going to change. You and I have talked about that. We met each other at 25 and 27 years old. That version of me does not <laughs> exist anymore. So I think it's natural to know that your body is going to change as a result of age and time and gravity. Um, but I think that um, calling and, and so it's fair to, to call your person out, not call them out because that sounds kind of harsh, but it's 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 okay to bring to their attention that like things have changed and and we got to find a way to like be healthy and like work on these things because like as I've said to you before, like I want to keep you around for a long time. Like I I want for us to be able to have a nice healthy life together forever. And so, um, if you're not a, like, I, I, you're, you're not in the healthiest of, of ways right now. So like, what can we do differently? I think that is completely fine. Um, but again, to, to call out, you know, how fat they are, how much weight they've gained or how they're way too skinny and oh, you don't eat enough and all that stuff like that. I think that that's not okay. I think that's unfair to them. And that makes any sense. So I was very surprised that that wasn't in the article. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So Anyways, we want to hear from you. What criticisms within a relationship are off limits? What should your partner never in a million years criticize you about? Um, And then also, what things do you feel could be really constructive and or helpful to criticize your partner about within a relationship? I think that that's going to be helpful as well. So we are going to take a short break, uh, but we will be back in just a bit. It's a new year, and I think we all need to get serious about our mental health, don't you? Well, you know, I'm a huge proponent of therapy and taking care of your mental health, so yes, a resounding yes from me, please. That's why Tony and I are huge fans of BetterHelp. Absolutely. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you with your very own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. That's incredible. It is worth noting that BetterHelp is not a crisis or self-help line. Yeah, that's very important to note. It is, however, professional counseling done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. Yep, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. And we've got to talk about the cost. Of course. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available for those who qualify. So head to betterhelp.com slash That's better, H-E-L-P 
to join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Relationship listeners get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Critelli's. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, and so do we. So check it out now. All right, kids, before we get out of here, of course, I've got some shit to put on your radar. Are you ready for it? No. Do you like my shit? No. (laughs) Tired of your shit. (laughs) That sounds about accurate, actually. Um, Okay, so before we get out of here, tomorrow, May 5th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Cretellis are taking over the Derek and Romaine live show, and it's going to be so exciting. Yay! I'm so happy to do this, aren't you? I am. It's going to be fun. We I had enjoyed fun the, last the studio time, time last time. Yeah, we had fun the last mm-hmm. time, so it's going to be a good time. So um, the topic will be announced tomorrow on the show, so... Uh, stay tuned, but we're very excited to get on the, the live speakers and speakers, live microphones, and be able to talk to you all. It's going to be a good time. It will be. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Um, so make sure you tune in there. Head to dnrstudios.com or the DNR Studios app on your phone. You can sign up for a subscription. If you sign up for the like the full one for $12.95 a month, you get access to all of the podcasts on the uh, studio network. Um, and then you can tune in to Derek and Remain at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so you can hear Tony and I gab all night well only for an hour anyways the whole night Uh, (laughs) but it's gonna be if you're over 64 that's the whole night (laughs) right um but it'll be a really good time we're very excited about it i can't wait to do that so do that so um mother's day is this weekend so that's that mother's day is this weekend we're very excited to all of our mamas out there happy mother's day we love you all love you guys there um i think that's all i gotta say about that and then my birthday's coming up my birthday's at the end of the month so if you hoes want to get me a gift i will never not accept it wow (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't expect a gift from anybody but you know what i do expect no that's not true i do expect a gift call in and wish him a happy birthday yes call in and wish me a happy birthday 903 pod shit (laughs) 903 pod shit for sure that's 903-763-7448 but the other thing i expect head to our website which is podrelationship.com slash shop and buy a motherfucking t-shirt that's all he wants for his birthday. that is what that's all i want for my birthday if you want to make me happy which i know you do head to podrelationship.com slash shop right now and buy a pod relationship a relationship podcast t-shirt um that will be the greatest birthday gift ever that will make me super happy so i think that that i think that's fair right it's I, more than fair I think it's I think it's a good way to show me that you love me because I'm needy. And if you don't do it, you don't love me. <laughs> I can be needy. 
Manipulative is more like it. <laughs> oh, you tried that. Oh, 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 oh. That's fair. <laughs> so, I love that. And that's it. That's all I got for you, host. Well, then that's going to do it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this really important conversation. Thanks for tuning in to the Relationship Podcast, part of the DNR Studios Network. Well, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and enjoy ah 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 season five season five as much as i love the song it's the fact that you went up an octave when you said tiktok tiktok <laughs> which is really funny um if you have any relationship situations that you'd like help with on an upcoming episode of the show leave us a voicemail at 903 pod shift that is 903-763-7448 i will be accepting listener situations as well as birthday celebrations that will be amazing come between it start doing it now so that on my birthday episode i can hear you all praise me so very kindly that's what i'm expecting anyways you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com or submit on our website podrelationship.com and be sure to check out the Relationship blog on our website every Friday, where I'll muse a bit further on the topic of the week. A uh, special thank you to our Patreon members. We hope you enjoyed the behind-the-scenes interview with this week's guest. Um, another special thank you to our DNR Studios subscribers. We love you so very much. You are definitely the MVPs. We love... <laughs> we, Tony hates it when I say that. We love you, and you are the greatest. Um, and Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember... Criticism can be painful, but don't take that shit too personally.